Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad if it was roadkill, even an old buzzard wouldn't eat it. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. And on this week's episode in Pipe Parts, I'm going to give you an update on my uh, custom blended tobacco that I did back in uh, December of 2019. Uh, Give you my final thoughts and opinions on it. And then my guest is uh, Andre Tessier of the UPCA, and we're going to talk about uh, pipe clubs and uh, pipe smoking competitions, and uh, those that are coming up in uh, just a few weeks at the Chicago Pipe Show, and then uh, music mailbag and a bit of a rave this week. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, remember... Uh, Remember, new shows, new episodes come out every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then they're available for download, sharing, streaming, or doing whatever you do with them uh, for a long time. Uh, In fact, we're working through the back catalog to get those players back up and running. Uh, If you are listening on uh, Spotify, you may notice that some shows are missing from there. But if you go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, and click subscribe to it, you'll get all the episodes, all the back ones, all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. Uh, and uh, so Las Vegas International Pipe Show website, by the time most of you are hearing this on uh, Wednesday morning, uh, website should be updated with all the new 2023 information. So go there, sign up, register, do all that stuff, uh, room rates and everything. All sitting there on the website. Hopefully it's all updated. It's been a long couple of days working on it. And uh, this weekend, I hope to see a lot of you in Columbia, Tennessee, where I'll be for the uh, Mule Town Pipe Show. So come on out, say hi. Uh, I'll be hanging out and uh, just uh, smoking and drinking and talking and schmoozing. So it'll be fun to be there. My first time there. Uh, Anyway, all right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. For you, dear. Say, my favorite pipe tobacco. Why that swell? I haven't seen this for years. Wherever did you find it? On tidbits.com, of course. You mean the Pipe Collector's Auction site? Yes, that's right. They have vintage and hard-to-find tobaccos, pipes, and accessories, too, you know. You don't say. I can buy all those things on tidbits.com? That's right. But you can also sell some of those pipes and tobaccos you don't smoke anymore, too, dear. Perhaps you're trying to tell me something. Visit TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869.
And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, so everybody remembers this is the blend that I took some of the Sutliff uh, 515RC and some Strip uh, Perique. So that's the you know Perique with that's just got the center vein pulled out. So I had to uh, I had to finish cutting it myself. Uh, the Perique that I picked was you know the, that I had was from an old batch, so it had been around a while. Now, I did the blending myself. I did it all here at home. I've gone through that process before on past episodes. And then in uh, January of 2020, I jarred them all up. And the way I jarred them up was I left enough room in there so that there was air. So nothing was packed in real tight because I didn't want it to stove in. Uh, and then I've, I've gone in and about every three, four months... Uh, gone to the lids, made sure they're tight, turned them a little bit, moved them, you know, kind of wiggled them. And in this past three months now, I've been smoking out of one of the jars and I took some with me uh, on a, on a trip. and I'll take some with me this trip. Uh, here's my final results. All right. Are you ready? Uh, it's a little bit what I would call uh, thin or what's described in the industry as flashy where it doesn't burn as long as I think it should. And I think that's partly because uh, because I did all the drying down and the manipulating of the tobacco beforehand. And through some of that, I probably lost some of the oils. It's also possible that that wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't the greatest Virginia leaf that I've ever used. Uh, but for a base Virginia blend, it was fine. But again, I think my drying down of it uh, took some of the oils out, which makes the tobacco uh, just kind of a just kind of a flatter feel, a um, you know a, a faster smoking feel. Uh, the ash is kind of on a it's more to the gray side than on the white side, so that that's also another indicator. Uh, the perique itself as hold up and is taking over the blend. Uh, it's more Perique dominant and less Virginia sweetness dominant. And that's probably because again, that Perique was a, you know, a really ripe old batch. Uh, and it had gotten a little bit on the dry side, but not as dry as what I had done to the Virginias prior to blending them. Um, it's a good blend all day long, but again, it smokes faster than what I think it should. And it doesn't have quite the depth of some of the other, you know, some of the, a lot of the Virginia Periques that I smoke. Uh, it just doesn't have that extra little uh, bottom to it that really kind of uh, holds the blend up. And I guess the best way to, to put this into a comparison is imagine a... Uh, uh, imagine you have a cake and the cake part itself is just not real, um, real interesting, but the icing is really good. Well, again, it still makes for a good cake and ice cream, but it's not a great cake and ice cream. Um, if I was doing this again, I probably would not dry down that Virginia as long because I think some of the oils are there now for the future of it. And because I've still got about nine or 10 pounds of this, um, I'm not upset with it. I'm not sad by it. It's a good all day long smoke. I think the Perique will uh, begin to mellow out. 
especially after like five to seven years of aging. And then it'll become a little bit more balanced. So right now it just feels very uh, perique forward to me. And in the next five to seven years, maybe some of that uh, some of that perique will back down and some of the sugars in the Virginias will, will really start to ripen up and come back to a balance for it. And when I was blending it, I was blending it really with the idea that, you know, it could be smoked all day long in the two to five year range. So I missed that mark a little bit. Uh, but this is the uh, I mean, this is the thing about blending tobacco is when you're starting with the process, you have to have an idea of where you're going. And then you may find out a couple of years down the road that you did something early on in the process that just didn't work out quite right. And then you've got to uh, start all over again. But I am really interested to see what it does in the next, uh, f you know, next three to five years after it's gotten uh, you know, a couple more years on it. Um, again, I'll, uh, you know, I'll continue to smoke through it and it's satisfying, but uh, yeah, it's just not like, um, it's, it's just not like those premier blends, shall we say. All right. Uh, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, Andre Tessier. This is internet radio. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit Valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us is a voice that has been uh, well. You've been on the show once before, but that was a uh, that was that was a small little spot live from the Sutliff Tobacco Factory. And a voice in the crowd, if you will. A, a voice in the crowd. You're always a face in a crowd at pipe shows. And uh, Andre Tessier, welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. It's, uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you changed, you know, the room around. I don't like it. I'm, I'm sorry. We had to remodel. Um, shag carpet just fell apart. So, uh, so first of all, let's get to know you. When did, what, what's your superhero origin story? Where'd you grow up? Uh, when did you get into pipe smoking and so on and so on? I was born on a Tuesday in Manhattan. And it all went downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I grew up in New York, uh, in New York City, and then out on Long Island. I started smoking a pipe when I was a hum-hum-hum-hum-hum teenager uh, <laughs> by doing it the old-fashioned way, uh, snagging one of, or two of my father's pipes, and sneaking off with it and buying a pouch at the local drugstore of Captain Black Blue. Ooh. And uh, 
you know, my father, when he found out about it, was, well, he was irked to say the least and gave me a, uh, a better pipe because the pipes that I had stolen were the uh, old Dr. Grabo color Duke, yeah. you know, the ones from the 70s, yeah. which, you know, as a kid, I thought was cool. And I still try to find them and buy them on eBay, but they've gotten rather pricey. And to be honest, you know, the paint doesn't hold up well. <laughs> and so he gave me, admittedly, a basket pipe. And he uh, started giving me tins of McClellan, and it's gone from there. <laughs> Wait, so he, so he started you off on a basket pipe, but McClellan tobacco. Well, my father was a uh, manager of a small chain of tobacco shops here on Long Island in the 90s. And so, you know, that was just what he smoked, and he gave that to me. And then after he saw that I was actually smoking the pipe, uh, he started giving me, you know, Christmas, my birthday. I would get uh, Tim West Handmaids or uh, CAO Meerschaums, you know, uh, Christmas in 96. I was in the Navy. I was actually at boot camp. And my uh, mother brought me my Christmas presents because I had just graduated boot camp and was going across the street to the uh training school you know after you go through boot camp you learn your trade in the navy if you will and uh it was a gorgeous meerschaum calabash still have it beautiful pipe you know so once he was sure that i wasn't just you know messing around or you know doing what a teenager more than likely is using a pipe for (laughs) uh you know he he started getting me nicer pipes, and I blame him for that so much. <laughs> so, so you were kind of born with all the opportunity, and then he, uh, and then he enabled every little bit of it. Yes, my father enabled me into smoking. You know, uh, well, I smoked. You know, let me put it this way: growing up, when I grew up, there was a smoking section at my high school for the students. Yeah, it was a it was, it was it was a rough school, you know, 12 years old, you know, <laughs> homeroom was tough today. And, you know, let me let me, let me get one of those smokes off. Yes. And just uh, it started from there. I don't really smoke cigarettes anymore. Uh, I rarely smoke cigars. I'm primarily a pipe guy. I mean, I have humidors upstairs where I buy cigars because I'm in a smoke shop and I'm smoking my pipe. Excuse me, I'm smoking my pipe, and I, you know, you want to support your brick and mortars as much as possible. And if I'm smoking my pipe there and their selection of pipe tobacco is, shall we say, lacking, you know, where uh, Borgham Rift is, is, you know, the best uh, tobacco that they have on hand, I'll buy a cigar, you know, and it'll go in my humidor and it'll languish there because I don't smoke them. But, uh, yeah, I, I started the traditional way, you know, smoking at my father's knee, so to speak. <laughs> and pipe smoking's just been with you ever since, and it's just a, it's just a part of your daily life, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, I'm in the Navy. I was on the USS Mount Hood. I was working in the deck department as a deck ape, and we had to paint the anchor chain. 
So they brought a barge alongside, and they lowered the anchor down gently onto the barge, and then they flaked the chain out. You know, flaking, uh, just think of it as laying it so it's next to each other, right? So you can work on it. You don't have to pry it apart. Anchor chain is very heavy. And the bosun mate that I was working for at the time goes, you know, technically we're off the ship and can smoke. Now, I was young then, had a head full of hair. It was thin. <laughs> I raced up the uh, bosun ladder, you know, the rope ladder. Yeah. And uh, popped into my birthing and grabbed, you know, I wasn't going to grab a great handmade pipe or, you know, a high-end pipe. I grabbed, you know, a Missouri Meerschaum that I had picked up at Nat Sherman's last time I was home and a tin of tobacco and climbed back down and was the literal sailor man smoking his corncob pipe while working on an anchor chain. <laughs> One of my favorite memories, you know, in the Navy and, and pipe smoking in general, other than being on the smoke, you know, the smoke spots and as the sun crests while you're at sea. Amazing. All, all we need to make that a, perfect picture is your sleeves rolled up and a tattoo that says mother on your shoulder no my one tattoo is a, a navy tattoo and it's well, it's up towards the shoulder there you go uh yeah. so, so how many pipes do you own now well more than i could probably use and yet never enough <laughs> yeah i i have i stopped counting at a hundred and I don't think I want to say anymore because I've learned not to play podcasts like this with my wife in the car. Because <laughs> I was listening to the Gray Woody show uh, a couple of weeks ago. My wife's in the car and they're talking about Sutless Tobacco getting some of that uh, Mallard with Perique from, from Dan. I think it was Dan Tobacco, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're talking about it, and one of the hosts, Eugene, goes and says, oh, make sure you get this when it comes out so Andre doesn't buy all of it. <laughs> and out of the corner of my eye, I see my wife turn and start looking at me, and I casually reach over and shut off the radio. <laughs> you know, uh, I've let me put it this way. With regard to tobacco, I've taken your words to heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, listening to your podcast years ago, and tobacco will never be as inexpensive as it is today. So if I have money, which seems to be less and less in my pocket nowadays, and I see a sale of something I like, I buy as much of it as I can. And then it gets entered into the spreadsheet and into the labeled bins of what is in where and you know, I pack those bins with uh, desiccant packs this way to keep any uh, kind of rust in abeyance. Mm -hmm. And uh, with bringing my wife into the story again, you know, there's a way she can access the spreadsheet after I've passed away. So she can contact Steve Fallon and say, <laughs> hey, this is the spreadsheet of my husband's stuff. What do you want? Yeah. You know? so, so you have that same note that I have somewhere. <laughs> yes yeah. uh god i hope she doesn't find it before i pass away and in a peak if i did something stupid and let's be honest i'm probably going to do something stupid at some point <laughs> that'll piss her off yeah. i i buy what i can when i can and uh 
yeah, I can't listen to pipe podcasts with my wife in the car anymore. Well, for Andre's wife, um, who's not listening to this, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the UPCA and pipe smoking contest. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with Andre Tessier. And now we're going to talk about the UPCA and pipe smoking contests. And all right, so... So tell us, what what is the UPCA, and uh, how are you involved? Okay. Uh, UPCA, uh, the United Pipe Clubs of America, is an organization. And it's an organization, think of it as an umbrella organization of pipe clubs that, you know, want to be members. And will help anybody that wants to start a pipe club or has a pipe club in any way possible that we can. Uh, if you are, if you ha- are, excuse me, are thinking about starting a pipe club or have a pipe club and aren't part of the UPCA and want to know how, feel free to email me at uh, upcasecretary at gmail.com or go to our webpage, unitedpipeclubs.org. We have information there. And so the UPCA runs the National Pipe Smoking Competition to be held on the 30th of April at Chicago in the big tent. Now this is also known as the slow smoke contest. Yeah. And it's a contest that basically everybody gets the same pipe. In this case, you know, do you want me to talk about the pipe now or do you want to talk about it later? And we'll talk about the UPCA now. Uh, Let's do the UPCA and then we'll get down to the details. Okay. All right. Uh, the UPCA started in 2002, uh, and it was started, uh, Vernon Vig, our first president, our founder, was traveling in Europe and found out about the CIPC and the Slow Smoke Contest. And actually, Vernon brought the Slow Smoke Contest concept to the United States. And we're a member of the CIPC, which is the Committee International of Pipe Clubs. And they run the International Pipe Smoking Contest. And the pipe contest, the smoking contest, it was brought over by Vernon, Mr. Vig, to the United States. And the uh, UPCA was founded, I believe, in Philadelphia. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. And... Clubs joined, you know, uh, the Christopher Morley, my own pipe club that I'm a member, New York Pipe Club, was one of the founding clubs as well. And there are many others. And basically, 
our goal is to foster uh, a brotherhood and sisterhood, if you will, of pipes, pipe tobacco in the United States, you know, through clubs. And like I keep saying, if you have help, want help, need help, want to know anything, we're here for you. So if I if I understand it right, the CIPC organizes the the World Pipe Smoking Championship, which is kind of bounces around to different parts of the globe, and then yes, and then your yes. little your little division organizes all the U.S. pipe clubs that then, in traditional past days, would send a team to the international event, right? Correct. Uh, well, the UPCA also uh, sponsors regional. Mm -hmm. pipe smoking contests uh we used to do the northeast regional at the uh former k woody show uh around christmas time in years past i believe we're going to do one at the capital land show that's still in the works and actually i might have just accidentally announced it but you know we haven't committed to it we're in the stages for that and that's going to be in september that show the you know we've we helped Texas, you know, we supported Texas with theirs. Uh, we support the Seattle Pipe Club uh, with theirs. And we run the contest here in the United States. Now, our winner at the contest here in the United States, we sponsor uh, and send him or her to the World Cup of Pipe Smoking. Last year it was in Istanbul. I believe this year it's in uh Budapest. Oh, I'm ready. Oh. Well, if you're ready, then sign up and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get you a pipe and, you know, we'll see how you do. Yeah. All right. So let, let's talk about the actual, the event that's coming up. The next one is at Chicago. And for the, give us the basics for those that aren't familiar with what the contest is and what it entails and how you do it. Okay. The rules are simple, and I'll just, you know, gloss over them. You know, there, there are more specific rules, but generally, and I'm the contest manager at the show, uh, we give every person the same pipe. In this case, this year, it's uh, made by Chacombe. It's a sandblast billiard. It has a brass military mount and acrylic bit. It's uh, about five and three quarter inches long, about two inches tall. The bowl is uh, uh, one and a half inches deep, a little shorter than an inch across. And yeah, like I said, everybody gets the same exact pipe. Mm-hmm. And it's a everybody brand, gets two, it, it's a brand new pipe. It, brand new pipe. Yeah. Never been smoked. Yep. And you get a tamper. Everybody gets the same exact tamper. Everybody gets two matches. And everybody gets the contest tobacco. In this case, the contest tobacco was made by our good friends at the Country Squire. Uh, JD and Quinn blended it. It's a Virginia Burley. And I had it when I went down to Jackson recently. And it uh, it's, it's sweet. You know, there's lots of interesting delightful tastes you know you, you get that smell of you know the vinegary smell when you first have you know when you first take a sniff of it 
it's savory it's you know a little fruity a little you know like orange or not orange forward it's definitely it's a pleasant smoke it's not k heavily cased or topped it's a virginia burley it's wonderful you can actually go and get that right now it's a limited uh at the country squire online uh it's the upca 2023 contest blend so everybody gets the same amount of tobacco the pipe the tamper two matches and a sheet of paper you're given i believe it's five minutes to pack your pipe however you want you can take that piece of paper you can crumple it up throw it away you can spread your pipe tobacco on it if you want how you know and let it dry for a moment before you pack it however you want to pack it that's how you do it right and then everybody gets the call to start you light your first match right you can use it for a false light you can try to get it going however you want to start lighting your your pipe up and smoke it that's on you at one minute if you so desire you can light your second match you know it if you want, however, this is the only opportunity you get to use that second match. So, you've, you know, use your two matches. You can't drink for, I believe it's 10 minutes because the rules say that, I believe, at some point. Although I've never actually heard it done. You know, people were uh, worried that accelerants would be pushed down the stem of your pipe. <laughs> that seems... A bit much, but uh, that's the rule. Everybody follows it. And basically, once you light your second match, it's, you know, may the best man or woman, you know, finish last. You know, we have uh, varied uh, competitions. We have for the best uh, person from international. You know, as you know, the Chicago Pipe Show is an international pipe show yeah. in the wonderful lincolnshire marriott that's really a nice place so you know there's the international competition uh there's the best woman there's uh the overall winner we have a good time now we're uh, and we're talking with the with the uh the amount of tobacco is what about three three and a half grams uh i believe it's three grams i actually have the contest tobacco and i'm going to in the next uh, week or two, weigh everything out. I uh, get the get the scale out, weigh precisely everything, put it into the uh, little ziplocs, jar it up so it's all ready for Chicago. <laughs> but everybody gets the you know the three grams of tobacco. Everybody gets the uh, same pipe, same tamper, same matches. And what is a uh, what is a good winning time for the uh, for the slow smoke at Chicago? Well, past contests uh, last year, Raymond uh, Likens of Alabama mm -hmm. won at one hour and ten minutes. You know, it varies. Right. Uh, he actually won in twenty nineteen as well with one hour and thirteen. Uh, Alan Boyd in twenty eighteen with. Uh, one hour and 14 minutes. Generally speaking, I know this, some people, when number two uh, finishes, generally the person, last man or woman standing, smokes a couple more puffs to in, 
to ensure that they are still lit. And then they tend to let it go out because if you have a burnout, you're disqualified. Ah. And so, you know, if you're winning, the last thing you'd like is for, you know, to lose due to being disqualified for a burnout. That's, that's but, like, you know, that's up to each person. You know, you know, it's their decision on what to do. That's like racing to the finish line and you got no one behind you and you blow your engine and you can't get across the finish line. Exactly. Yeah. You, nobody, nobody wants that to happen, except for maybe the person that went out second. <laughs> uh, now, there's also there's a proctor at each table that is monitoring yes, the activity of the uh, contestants, right? Yes, uh, there are certain rules that are gone over at the show. Uh, one of which is when you're tamping your tobacco with the, and you're only allowed at the National Pipe Smoking Contest to use the tamper that's given to you. Uh, you must tamp it with it in your mouth. You know, that's sometimes people have been known to be able to coerce and chase an ember yep. around their bowl. And this is to ensure that people are even handed. You know, the rules create. A level playing field right and some people take those rules very intensely absolutely i mean it is a competition it's a friendly competition uh you have to pay attention to the rules absolutely and you know some people take it very very seriously and they should i mean this is a competition after all and the prize is a trip to the world you know cup that yeah. we pay for and we pay for it with uh donations you know we try constantly to raise money you know because we're an organization you know the there's four board members you know the, our president dr kyle bowen uh our vice president nathan davis our treasurer tim garrity who is an He's, you know, a member of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're lucky to have him as the treasurer. And it makes it easier dealing with discussing things with the Chicago Pipe Show if a member of the board of the, you know, the show is on your board. It's it, it's very convenient and friendly. It, it's great that Chicago hosts us every year. Uh, it's a great home for the national pipe smoking contest and uh you know we try to raise uh enough prizes for everybody that participates to get a prize we absolutely will take anything as a donation for prizes if uh for you know the prizes you know we take pipes we take tobacco tampers pipe racks lighters pipe pouches briar blocks carving kits knife sets you got anything pens i'll even take packages of pipe cleaners and matches <laughs> yeah I, I've anything ac i've actually for, seen for prizes i've actually seen a couple of competitions where seventh or eighth place got a brand new pipe so well we try to get as many pipes as possible if you have a pipe shop and you make your own blends Shoot me an email at upcasecretary at gmail.com. I love when pipe shops get involved. 
if you bl- make your own tobacco, like uh, Smoker's Haven in West Seneca in uh, New York, up near Buffalo. When I went to Chicago last year, I made a trip out of it. I went to the Zippo factory. I made a stop at Smoker's Haven. Brian wasn't there, but his son Adam was. I spoke to them. If you make your own blends and want to donate something, donate your blends. You know, you put it in a bag with your shop name on it. Let people know about your shop. Let people know that you make your own blends. I'll be happy to take that as a prize. That's a wonderful prize. You know, I did stop there. I stopped at uh, Paul's Pipe Shop in Flint, Michigan. They donated a beautiful pipe last year. And they donated some tobacco. So, you know, you had the Paul's Pipe Shop name out there. We want our hobby, our passion to grow. And we will do whatever we can to make that happen. How much does it cost to for a uh, for a competitor to join the uh, contest? If you are a member of an active club belonging to the UPCA, your pre registration right now before Chicago is seventy five dollars. Now that gets you a gorgeous pipe. Yep. We work really hard on getting these pipes, and we try our best to get good value for. The people that come to compete. Uh, if you're not a member of an active club belonging to UPCA, it is $85. But like I said, you get a pipe and we do our damnedest to get enough prizes that everybody that participates gets something. And if you are one of the people that places in the single digits, you're likely to get a second pipe, the one that you bought in the competition and you know if there's a pipe available you know what we do when the prize you know round comes around you get called off in the order of you fin- that you finish starting the first going down to uh the last place and the last place guy definitely gets something he gets <laughs> something very special <laughs> the, the very special and, bag of matches well absolutely you know <laughs> You know, if you place well, you get a better selection of the prizes. And like I said, we work our tail off trying to get prizes. And if you have something you want to donate, contact me at UPCA Secretary at gmail.com. And where do uh, where do we go to sign up for the uh, for the competition coming up here in Chicago? You sign up at unitedpipeclubs.org. That's United pipeclubs.org uh it's right on the main page when you get there you will see uh announcements under announcements you'll uh see that it says that we're once again holding the u.s national pipe smoking contest as part of the chicago pipe show and if you scroll down there is a link to sign up and And right under that link is a link for another contest yes that contest is the UPCA second annual fast smoke contest. <laughs> now the fast smoke contest is uh, the uh, the child, if you will, of the Furniture City Pipe Society up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, our friends up there have you know created a set of rules, and with their 
uh, graciousness. We've uh, co-opted that. And uh, we run a fast smoking contest, which is held Friday night. You know, you get a couple of drinks in you, you, you're feeling a little frisky. <laughs> and uh, to sign up, if you sign up pre-registration, it's $10 for active clubs. And it's 15 for non-members. And you get a beautiful pipe from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> and uh, yeah. this year, that pipe is a bent Rob Roy. It's a natural. And uh, you can find those on uh, corncobpipe.com. And uh, seriously, I highly encourage, if you're a pipe smoker and you don't have a Missouri Meerschaum, what's wrong with you? They're inexpensive, they're great smokers, and are grateful for the support that they provide with uh, the National, uh, excuse me, with the UPCA Fast Pipe Smoking Contest at Chicago. Uh, they've uh, sponsored it last year, they're sponsoring it this year. Shannon and her husband, Brett, are great people. Uh, the apple definitely did not fall far from the tree, but, you know, her father being Phil Morgan, uh, who's a boon to the pipe community. And our uh, tobacco, everybody gets the same three grams of tobacco, is uh, Sutliff Tobacco's Molto Dolce. <laughs> because we are evil people sometimes. <laughs> now, we'll provide matches, but you can use any uh, source of ignition that you want. You want to bring a torch, you bring a torch. You want to bring your old boy, well, you're welcome to do that too. I probably think that bringing a uh, plumber's torch with math gas is probably a bit much. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're welcome to try. You can use your own tamper. Everybody gets the same amount of time to pack their pipe. And at ignition, you light it. You can relight as many times as you need to. And the thing is, all three grams must be used. Right? <laughs> Everybody gets a sheet of tin foil and a cup. And the cup is important because you'll probably create a lot of saliva. <laughs> and, oh. you know, you have five minutes to prepare your pipes, load your pipes, then I'll give a signal to light your pipes. You'll light them, and then you'll smoke through all smokable material. Right? And we'll get into that in a second. If you have a burnout, you're declared out. You know, you don't win. You're in whatever place last place is. If there's two, well, the guy that, that burned out first is out, and then the second one's out. That's neither here nor there. If you think you finished everything, you raise your hand. Contestant will empty, you know, their bowl into the foil, and one of our judges will inspect. If the judge determines there's smokable material left, you're going to be told to repack your pipe with the smokable material and relight it. It's mildly evil, but it's a good time. Uh, it is the only time... I've seen uh, the stems of the pipe actually close and melt. And, <laughs> and both times the contestant 
had the gumption, had the wherewithal to take one of their pipe tampers and remake a hole. And in fact, one of the guys that did that won. <laughs> and, you know, listen, it's a good time. You get a wonderful, you know, Missouri Meerschaum pipe. And I might be, you know, I might be swayed to, to take pity and, and give you guys a shot of something. <laughs> I don't know. But that's not uh, part of the contest. And your and your tongue may argue with you for the rest of the weekend, but you know, hey, that's that's okay. Uh, you know, I've had contestants say that it wasn't that bad. Yeah, you know, it 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 is it is a bit of bragging rights, and it is it's a fun time. We have guys that definitely come in part to participate specifically in this. We, we, we're we a bunch of guys that like to have a good time. And this is part of it. All the information can be found at unitedpipeclubs.org. And uh, Andre... Unitedpipeclubs.org. Andre, will wrap this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Absolutely. What is your favorite pipe? <sighs> Now, my favorite pipe is a Tim West pipe. It, uh, it's, a, it's a handmade. It's got a wonderful bend. It's the kind of pipe that I can fit, oh, my God, quantities of tobacco in. <laughs> and it's definitely used when I uh, do a road trip because I can get a good two hours out of it. You know, And it is by far, you know, it was one of the pipes that my father gave me that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, you know, I have way too many pipes that are my favorite, but this is one that I always keep coming back to. And what is your favorite tobacco? Once again, I like way too many, but I always come back to Country Squire, uh, Shepherd's Pie. It's it's a great English. I'm I'm a big lover of English. You know, I find as I get older that. Even though I think that I'm as set in my ways as I am, I do try, you know, aromatics and stuff here and there. But uh, that is my go-to tobacco. What is your favorite drink? I am a big lover of excuse me. I am a big lover of caffeine. I think it's probably after nicotine one of God's greatest inventions. <laughs> uh, I love tea. I'm drinking a, uh, a cup of tea right now. However, I love black coffee. And when I went last year to Wisconsin, of all places, I found uh, this brand called Wonder State. And Wonder State makes driftless coffee. And that's excellent. Uh, there's also a small sporting goods store in Pennsylvania, and if you're a member of Briar Nation on Facebook, you'll know the store. It's uh, Musnux, and uh, they make a great veteran-owned uh, line of coffee. Uh, I like their Camp coffee blend, and I can't function without black coffee. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? I do like reading. I 
don't do it as much as I used to. And I think that's entirely because of uh, my, my cell phone. I used to read, you know, a hundred books a year. And ever since the advent of cell phone, that's diminished. But I probably, as much as I would like to say a book, as much as my brain is saying a book, I think I'd settle down and watch a movie. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory? Well, I mentioned one earlier about going over the side and smoking while working on the anchor chain. Yeah. But, you know, I do, I do enjoy just sitting with my friends or my father and smoking a pipe, you know, going over the troubles of the world, uh, arguing about politics, which I, find myself disliking more and more just arguing politics but i'll talk about sports i'll talk about manchester city football club i'll talk about new york city football club i'll talk (laughs) about my mets i'll say why the yankees are a horrible horrible team uh actually (laughs) no it's not the team so much it's the yankee fans Uh oh i mean i I'm going to I'm going to get roasted for this. But I can't stand Yankee fans, I can't stand Liverpool supporters, I can't stand Manchester United supporters. And if you're a fan of any team called Red Bull, go jump into the sea right now. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I'm on the train one day and I'm listening to a podcast music, whatever it was. And I have a Mets hat and a Mets jacket on. And I get, you know, the universal symbol where guys do the pulling headphones out of your ears thing. And I do that. And it's a guy going, you know, you suck. Your team sucks. Yankees, Yankees, 27 rings, 27 rings. (laughs) And I look at the guy and I'm like, you probably go home and beat your wife and children, don't you? (laughs) I mean, what person does that a yankee fan that's the kind of person that does it well on that note um i will say uh thanks for coming on it's been nice knowing you um and uh if you're a yankees fan andre's a big guy so good luck um andre thanks thank you very much for what you're doing with the uh united pipe clubs of america and for what all you guys are doing with it oh it's my pleasure it's my pleasure and if you want to talk to me in chicago about that well I'm a big white guy with a beard that basically that'll limit it down. And sometimes wearing a fez. <laughs> yes, I do like to wear fezes. I do like to wear kilts. They... I am. I try to be a unique individual. You, you have, you have achieved that greatly. Thanks again for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure, Brian. Same time next year. You got it. <laughs> Standing. And we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each 10. Each product from special releases like our small batch line 
to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yeah, go check out everything the UPCA is doing. And I know on YouTube, I've seen them before. There's a couple of really good videos on uh, on how to um, how to win a slow smoke competition. All right, for music, uh, we're going a little old school, but we're going back to Sammy Davis Jr. And uh, this one fits my mood right now. It's I've Gotta Be Me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I gotta be me I gotta be me What else can I be but what I am I want to live not merely survive And I can't give up this dream of life That keeps me alive I gotta be me I gotta be me The dream that I see Makes me what I am That faraway price The world of success is waiting for me if i heed the call i won't settle down or settle for less as long as there's a chance that i can have it all i'll go it alone that's how it must be i can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me I gotta be free I gotta be free Daring to try to do it or die Is uh, Sammy performing on the uh, Playboy After Dark show in 1969? Check your mailbox, you moron! And remember, mailbag comments and questions can be emailed directly to me, Brian, at com, or you can go on to com and post them right under the radio show 
episode just like Dino does every week. And uh, for last week's show, Dino says thanks for a nice recap of the Country Squire weekend. It sounded like a lot of fun and most importantly, a lot of camaraderie. Uh, what an absolutely fascinating background story Dan shared and with such erudition, erudition, erudition. <laughs> sorry, tongue went, tongue went to lunch for a minute there. Uh, the parallels Dan and you drew between the craft beer and tobacco industries were quite enlightening. Uh, Dan's Q&A with Brian was both revealing and entertaining. I enjoyed this guest segment very much. The Hamburg Veermaster by Ronnie was wonderful. Thanks for another delightfully engaging show, Dino. You're welcome, Dino. And every week, Casey Ghost posts, and this week he says, very enjoyable show. Sounds like you had a grand time with the Hobbits of the Country Squire. Wish the boys continued success in the future, provided they are not within my hearing. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I have this thing about lawyers. They have zero interest in justice. None, not a zilch. All they care about is winning the case. And this is at all levels of the profession. Uh, they are barely classified as human beings as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, I enjoyed the interview with Dan. He is a pleasant fellow and his interest in craft beers is enlightening. The relationship between craft beers and tobacco is obvious when you think about it. Uh, one thing about your musical selections is I can always tell how I'm going to like it by how long it is. The piece tonight seemed passable at first, then went on forever and has left a scar on my soul that may never heal. <laughs> and for that, I apologize, Dan. Uh, but, uh, you know, a little scarring of the, he of the soul never hurts anybody. Uh, J.M. Smitty says, Brian, what a great show with Dan. Fascinating backstory and great storytelling about his both professional and pipe-related background. It is so fascinating, the little niches that we all find ourselves with our professional lives. I don't say it enough, but the music and rant are always an aspect of the show that I enjoy as well. Thanks for another entertaining evening while enjoying a bowl in the garage, Jason. You're welcome. And uh, Andy SC83 says, catching up on the last few shows, and I got to say, I'm really loving Journeyman Pipe Smoker. Really loving the Journeyman Pipe Smoker series. I myself fall into this category, and it's really interesting to hear from others in the same boat. Also was happy to hear a shout-out for Boda Pipes in Greenville from Ethan Talley, as it was the place I bought my first pipe from and still continue to shop there this day. Anyways, keep the great shows coming. Uh, sincerely, a person born and raised in South Carolina that wears shoes. <laughs> yes, and you're very dapperly dressed in your picture, too. It's a high-class South Carolina. Uh, Hilbert 15 says, Hey Brian, I cannot seem to get enough of your show. I'm working on catching up. I have a long way to go. I have to admit Dan hung with the punches, man. You had, man, you two had me dying of laughter. I'm sad to hear about the country squire stopping production, but I'm glad they went out with a bang. Don't stop enjoying every bowl. Even if your tongue tells you otherwise, that sounds, um, sounds like a, a painful suggestion, but I'll take it. And uh, let's see, Jay Bird says, I just discovered this show two weeks ago, and I'm now listening to it while I work. I'm starting show 62 when I get in this morning. I just wanted to let you know that the show is great. It is wonderful to be able to gain so much knowledge about this hobby we have and to be able to hear so many different opinions or personal preferences from all around the world. 
I'm going to start listening to the live show every week and now as I catch up on all I've missed. Uh, let me say that again. Live show every week now as I catch up on all I've missed. Thank you again for the wonderful show. Uh, you are very welcome. And yeah, do make sure that you are catching up on, uh, you know, stay current, listen to the current shows, and then go back and catch up on the other ones. Um, and then and then there's a few people that uh, don't like the intro, but that's okay. Not everybody has to like everything. Again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, rant time. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents, and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila Folge, 100,000 welcomes. Wherever you come from, whosoever you be. Cowboy. Cowboy. I, I like a I like a commercial that uh, I like a commercial that makes me laugh. I like a commercial that has animals in it. I like commercials that have something memorable in it. And uh, I just want to take this moment to give a little shout out to the uh, Chewy Pet Company. They're an online retailer of uh, of uh, pet supplies and pet prescriptions and all that stuff. Uh, they have some creative ads, but in particular, the one that I like is the uh, two dogs sitting in the window and uh, discussing the fact that the uh, that the box has arrived and they're going to get peanut butter. And for some reason, I don't know why, but the one dog with the uh, light British accent just makes me giggle. And so I'm going to play it here for you and uh, you know say thank you to the Chewy Pet Food Company for uh, you know making me giggle. Giorgio, look, the peanut butter box is here. Ralph, that's the Chewy Pharmacy box with our flea and tick meds. It's not peanut butter. I know, I know, but every time the box comes, we get the peanut butter. Yes, because Mom takes the meds out of the box and puts them in the peanut butter. Sounds like we're getting peanut butter. Yes, but that is the Chewy Pharmacy box. The peanut butter box is here. The peanut butter box All right, is here. I'm out. Well, there's most of it for you, and if... Uh... You know, you might hear me walking around the house singing the peanut butter boxes here. And someday down the road, if we get a dog, well, I might, might just name it peanut butter box. <laughs> anyway, I like the commercial. So uh, thank you to Andre for joining me. 
thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to seeing a lot of you this weekend in uh, Columbia, Tennessee. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. The peanut butter box is here. The peanut butter box is here.